Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. What's up, Food Podcast? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Hell yeah. Or whatever you're doing today, man. Um, Black Friday. <laughs> Shopping, resting. Thursday? Tonight? <clears throat> Hell yeah. Well, happy well, Thanksgiving. Now you, you heard it from the manager here. <laughs> That's why I say happy Thanksgiving. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. <laughs> What's up, Food? What's up, everybody, man? A lot of people, you guys say, man, I didn't get a shout out last week. Bro, let me tell you, man, when we read your post, you got an honorable mention. <laughs> like, oh, man, this fool right here from I don't know where, who listens to the podcast. Who, actually, there was a guy who left, left a comment um, last week, recently. He listened to the Martin Rizzo episode. The one that fool that was hilarious. Up. Hell yeah, dog. The badass little stories, dog. Hell yeah, man. I like the way he already cut up the, the best of the best pro and put it on his page. <laughs> there was no room for you in that screen, bro. <laughs> he made himself taller. <laughs> he had a more laughter. His buff awful. <laughs> Fucking strong, man. Hell yeah, dude. It was bad to hear it from his perspective, too, dog. Well, the funniest part about that interview was, bro, when we asked him for his age, and I said, no, bro, what you born in, like, 87, 88? No, man, Hollywood age, I was born in 83. <laughs> so what are you, Phillips age now? <laughs> oh, 
God, dude. I know, huh? So everybody's trying to drop a down a notch, bro. Well, because everybody's 30 now. <laughs> I'm trying to drop a notch and wait. I'm really 271, but I tell people I'm 260. Yeah, dog. That's fine. You can't really tell. 10-pound difference. I'm as big with like a bench, 190. <laughs> 245 plates on each side, dog. Yeah, man. Upcoming shows, people. What's up, fool? Podcast. Welcome to the What's Up, Fool? Podcast with Felipe Esparza and Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, man. Welcome. We're right here, man. We're two fat guys wearing hoodies right now. Trying to suck it up for the warmth, dog. I know, man. It's, 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 it's like, it's fat boy weather right now, huh? Yeah, dog. Yeah, a lot of fat food bringing out the sweaters. But we ain't that fat, though. I know, but a lot of fat food bringing out the sweaters. Sure, they brought, the, brought out the sweaters in September, dog. Man, sometimes I, I on Instagram, I look for stuff. Then I ended up somewhere, and last night I ended up with some guy from Brooklyn. who That fool sells fur coats, dog, out of the hood. <laughs> Of his car? Fool, there's a video of here walking up to Mayweather after Mayweather uh, passing by. My check out this fur, dog. <laughs> like, and Mayweather likes it and buys it. Shut up. Yeah. You're right there in Vegas or where at, dude? Somewhere, dude, but they stopped on bodyguard telling him, hey, step back, step back, man. Oh. I'm just trying to stop this fur. <laughs> Where'd you guys run into him at, dude? I don't, on Instagram. Oh, fool, I thought like in fool, life. Fool. I followed, I don't know if I went from looking at someone's big ass to get there, <laughs> but I don't know how I, oh, I want this Snoop Dogg. I was following Snoop Dogg. He took me somewhere exotic. Then I went over there, something weird and nasty. Then I, I made a stop at All Black Lives Matter for a while. <laughs> then I came back, you know, to the left. And um, I got to these guys who are hustlers, bro. A mean journey in there. And um, maybe I got to through, I got to through a, there, a video they had of them throwing money in a strip bar. Okay. That's how I got there. I'm like, who is this guy? So I went, do they sell fur coats? But not just fur coats, bro. Like, Real horrible fur coats. Like bad minks? Well, actually, if you're, if you're into that style, like, remember, like, in the 90s, bro, when all the rappers were wearing fur coats, like, like, um, like, yeah, the fur coats, like, um, what's the name, um, that group that Tupac went in with before? Digital Underground. Digital Underground. So you Humpty fur coats. Like, like the that. ones with the, like, trench coat and the fur on top, yeah. like the flap. The fur liner. On their uh, hood. Yeah. But now, some of it looks good. You know, I'm vegan. You know, I ain't going to wear that. I ain't going to wear no fur. <laughs> you know? Like, unless, it looks, unless it looks good, you know? Dick. Or they give it to me. <laughs> but it's, but um, it's their style of doing it. They look, bro, out of a cast of Beastmaster hip-hop. <laughs> but um, I started going through all their photos, you know? Some of these jackets are crazy, dog. Like, you know how some people wear a fur coat uh-huh. and they look like a fur coat? Wow. Just full of the leather jacket. And he just um, put the whole, whatever that animal it was from that, from that, that became that fur coat. Elite. He just posted it. He posted it in the back. He just sold it in the back. So the leather jacket had a sewn um, body of a, of a of whatever creature it was before he killed it. <laughs> was a creature, dog. With the tail hanging, dog. Shut up. I'm not lying. <laughs> Watch it run away. <laughs> hey, and then like, what's up? So he makes the leather jacket warmer, dog? No, man. Just adds a little fur to it, like or like a little flare. You know how um, right now you have a you have a hoodie on. Right. Imagine the hoodie with leather. Okay. And right here is your pockets where you put your hoodie in. That part is fur. Oh, that's what he sells. Like yeah. the newer style. Yeah, of- and then I, and then the hoodie is fur. It's fur. Okay. But. But sometimes the the head is fur, but he still has the ears of the animal, dog. <laughs> the real ears. And where does he put the tail, fool? It just hangs up. He hangs, it hangs like a tuxedo tail. I get what you're saying. Now, they're, so they're like uh, 
Neo, like uh, New Style. I've seen the little New Style, but for real. But he has real animal fur on the real animal. It's not fur. fake cheetah you know, print. No, bro. He's or selling, design. He's selling it like um, the way Cat Williams selling on his page. Damn. For two thousand dollar jacket, but there's a video for that. That fool runs up to Mayweather and his little entourage. The big ass fool. He pushes about the way. Man, you gotta check out these styles. And homeboy goes to the car and checks him out, or he brings no, him man, he just puts him in his car. He looking at it. He's selling dope to him, but he's selling fur coats. Damn, dude, hustling like, like the dope game back. And then, then all the hats they were hustling, getting mine. <laughs> Nobody stopping me. <laughs> Blessed fur coats. Get at me. Get at me. Only the best bitches. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's how I got there. <laughs> but horrible fur coats, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say that was pretty good. Nah, they're well, that style, that's you know, they're probably saying, Look at this guy, he's horrible too. Wearing a three year old Adidas, there's a lot of people that are into shoes that wouldn't even think of wearing the same shoe for a year. Oh, hell yeah, dude! But that whole, I'm sure, like, the what part of the little hip hop shit is what he's doing too. Cause that shit's changing too. Like rappers are wearing yeah. skinny jeans and shit now, and like fucking skater shoes. Man, but some of these fools, man, with skinny jeans are wearing some of these fur coats and modeling it, bro. <laughs> It looked like a sheep, bro. <laughs> a sheep, who, a sheep with two legs, dog. <laughs> Mary had a little leg, man. Full like skinny jeans, and this was a big white fur coat. I said, man, I full like a sheep. <laughs> yeah, it's like a clash of style. I, right I'm there. just saying, like I just went to the alley zoo last night. <laughs> How was it, dog? Man, I love that walking, dog. <laughs> Any silverbacks? Man, let me tell you, man. If you ever walked it. to alley zoo or walked anywhere where your parents were, you just gonna watch stuff. Man, that shit could get old after 25 minutes. <laughs> Especially if they're There was rides. kids be, being dragged in there, bro. Like they didn't want to walk anymore? They didn't want to walk anymore. Then fat, man, those fat ass fools on the little um, cards, bro. The one, one for shopping? Uh huh. No, the little shopping cart. You know, the little, the little, With rain, the basket the, the in little the front? scooter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Watching the, the animals wheel. like that, dog. Like what? Because they're too big to walk? Too big to walk. Damn, how man, fat were they, dog? That should be a book. Too fat to go to a zoo. <laughs> like, you really are too fat to go watch caged animals. Yeah, that's a hell of a psychology. And let me tell you, man, if you have bad ankle, I, was, I would recommend stretching before you go to the alley zoo. Like a month before. Yeah, man, a stretching, <laughs> touch your toes, man, stretch out. There's a lot of walking, bro. But, man, and, and also read the signs before you go in because I, I, luckily I read the signs, so. I won't be disappointed. It said, um, "Don't they give you a map?" It says, "Due to weather, um, due to the weather in Los Angeles, California, right now, the coldness and the air, some of the animals might not want to come outside." Which ones were they? They might not want to come outside, you know, because they're used to warm weather, so they might be hiding out. No, and at the bottom it said, "No refunds." <laughs> so, man, with, the gorillas would gave us their back. <laughs> they were letting them know they were silver backs. <laughs> that was it. The elephants were hidden, bro. Extinct. They couldn't None. find them. Lions? None, bro. They were disappeared, bro. No lions, no bears. Are you Tiger serious? was sleeping in his igloo. <laughs> Those fools were in there dabbing, dog. No polar bears. <laughs> Damn. I saw what I could see out here, bro. I saw a parrot. If I want to see a parrot, I hang out with fucking Birdman. <laughs> a squirrel, dog. I did see a squirrel in there, too. Just cruising around? No, they had them in a cage, bro. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Oh 20 God. types of squirrels they had there, bro. Damn. I want to see squirrel, bro. I hang out outside. <laughs> right there by your house, right? Yeah, man. You could tell, man, these gorillas, oh, the giraffe, bro. There was a baby giraffe there, and all the big giraffes were covering it up. 
so nobody could take so- photos of it. Are you serious? It must be tired, huh? People walking by all the time. They notice that shit, dude. What? We got oh. a phone call here, the gentleman. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, this is Cody. I'm calling for Jake Roberts for yes. the interview. Yes. Um, I was calling. We just now are getting out of his doctor's appointment. Can we can we call back in like 30, 40 minutes and do this? Okay. Yes. Is that okay? That's fine. Perfect. I'll Perfect. call you right back. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Bye-bye. What's up, everybody? There you go, man. We're expecting a call from Jake the Snake Roberts. The legend himself. He's just coming up from the hospital right now, man. They were checking his snake. <laughs> that fool ate, uh, he ate, I think the snake ate the intercontinental belt. <laughs> so where were we at, bro? Um, the zoo, LA the Zoo. We were at the LA Zoo, man. Gorillas give you the back. The no gorillas elephants. give her back, bro. No. <laughs> There was a back chilling like ice chilling, bro. <laughs> that fool laid out on a rock with the sun hitting him right in the face, dog. <laughs> Get just laid sun, out, bro. Testicles hanging out. Get just being a gorilla, bro. <laughs> then, and then I saw these baby chimpanzees just running around, jumping, you know, being the monkeys. They were fun, but a lot of walking. And how about uh, fishes or like fish? They don't have any porpoises or anything? Just no. you, bro. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> porpoise. <laughs> No, bro, they had one porpoise, yeah. Uh, yeah the, I could have sworn I seen a big old fish there one time. On the way in, you see like one. To the left, right? Dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's what it's I'm saying. Still there. Oh. <laughs> it's a seal. And like, did you guys see the snakes? Oh, but they have a light show, bro, at night. You guys stayed? Hell no. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. We, we got stuff to do. You guys but got the imagine, experience. bro, a light show walking around scaring these animals at night. Dude, it's probably freaking them out, dog. Bro, they even have rabbits. <laughs> you have a rabbit, dog. I know. <laughs> they have goats. Are you serious? They this is a goats. petting zoo? Yeah, man, but they have a, they have a bunch of um, orangutans. Oh, you see any? The cages got smaller, bro. Dude. And, but I'm surprised. No koalas, dude? No, they were, uh, they were not. They were not oh. time, bro. They were in Australia. That would have been cool. <laughs> Back home. The coolest thing I've seen there is when they the lions roared. That was like, damn, those fools are loud. Loud, huh? Hell yeah, like fucking resonating. <laughs> Huge. Like, no no comparison, dog. When Oof. they open it up. Fucking awesome. Anyways. Yeah. What's up, bro? Right next to the giraffes is the lions, bro. So I'm just thinking right now, if they roar, that giraffe will be scared as shit, huh? Oh, hell yeah. Ain't getting close to that fence. You're probably looking over, man. You still in there? <laughs> All right, people. Upcoming shows. December 10th. Through the first one night only, Sacramento. What? All right, we'll cut that off. <laughs> December 10th, one night only, Sacramento at Harlow's Nightclub with Rodrigo Torres and Toby Hicks. January 5th through the 8th, Pleasanton, California at Tommy T's with Rodrigo and Toby. January 14th, Miami, Florida at James Knight Center. I'll be a guest on the Mike Epps tour. January 21st, Los Angeles, California at the Novo in downtown LA with Rodrigo hosting. January 27th, Atlanta, Georgia, Punchline with Rodrigo and Toby. Yes, right, people. We're going to be at the Punchline. I'm going to be chilling, and these fools are going to be eating desserts. Yeah, man. We have a... That's it. Can I plug a couple shows? 
Go ahead, though. Um, I'm going to be with uh, Edwin San Juan at Planet Hollywood. Oh, shit. Uh, November 28th through December 4th. And then um, Flappers uh, Upland, uh, Claremont, uh, January, uh, December 29th. Yeah, man. So you're going to be where in the Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas with Edwin? Yeah. Have them lungs ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to go out there, dude. So I, used to, cool. I used to be my co-sponsor right there. Yeah, dude. Cheech and Chong. So you're going to be in Planet Hollywood with him hosting or uh, featuring? Awesome, bro. So, yeah, dude. So I'm kind of excited. excited. How about the Flapper of. Show? Where's that at? That's uh, the 29th of December in Claremont. So check uh, flapperscomedy.com uh, uh, for tickets. Also, people, I'm going to be on a show with Paul Rodriguez in January. Hopefully it comes out. It's called um, the Get Down Tour, the comedy Get Down. Okay. Hell so yeah. So I play um, a guy in Miami that takes him to a party with Nate Diaz, bro. Oh, that's with George Lopez, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that, and um, a lot of good things are popping up, bro. Fuck yeah. You were just in Indiana, too, huh? Yes, bro. That's How was it, dog? Me. Oh, with man. the legend himself. I went with Paul Rodriguez, bro. Give hey, me some Paul Rodriguez. Hey, Felipe. It's a pleasure to see you, like always. <laughs> that fool is still funny as hell, bro. Fuck yeah. That fool's tight, dog. He had this joke, bro. He said that um, Obama... Came into the White House looking at Denzel Washington, bro. Came out looking at Morgan Freeman. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I must have thought I don't want to be all like, that would be looking like Uncle Ben now. But that's just tight, dog. From Denzel to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> What's up with that fool? He's, he's a, he, we, we, we co-headlined together, bro. It was awesome. I heard it was a kick-ass show, dog. Oh, man. As soon as I got there, bro, he kidnapped me and um, Gwen, Gwen LaRocca. Shout out to Gwen LaRocca. You know Gwen Yeah, we met her uh, at Joe's Bar. From Chicago. Shout out to Gwen. Hell yeah. She's cool. Jaime Martinez. He was on the show. The guy that booked it, Chris. Oh, and that fool that hooked me up with a VIP at the casino. So we get there, bro. George Lopez. Oh, no. George Lopez. My bad. Hey. I'm mistaken, bro. Orale. Not because they look alike, because they both hooked me up. Yeah, anyway, man. so Paul Rodriguez, we're there, dog. He takes us right away to the gambling, bro. Yeah, fool? We start hitting the slots hard. Really? Like hard, bro. Was it the $100 ones or 10 No, or man. What? We started off at the, at the fucking uh, dollars. Okay. Then ended up at the pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on down. Well, he was gambling like for before the show, and then we went to the other one, bro. God damn, bro. This guy's... Give us a VIP to go to the other slot machines. God damn, bro. Not everybody can go there? No, not everybody should be looking in there. Bro. <laughs> what happened, fool? The slot machine started at $500. God damn. Bro, was, are you serious? It was a slot machine, bro, for $1,000, and you, you got to put two coins in. Are you serious, dude? So it's $2,000 I hit. Oh, dude, the fool be balling in Indiana, huh? Hell yeah, bro. You know, you mean, imagine, bro, you, even if you hit one, it pays only two hundred. <laughs> only two percent return on your investment. Man, sad. So after that, I got to go to the place that was VIP dog. Oh my god! How was it, fool? From right there, you can see all of Indiana, like the skyline. You can view? see Chicago. You know, you can see Chicago and Indiana on one side. But right there, they have people make cutting you roast, bro, for food, mashed potatoes. Like that with that one knife that cuts all perfect the yeah. slices. Cut it being cut the by that one guy who the, who looks like a chef, but he ain't no chef. <laughs> chef Boyardee. Slicing him, bro. He's asking you. And I don't need me, but he's asking you. You want, um, it was cut three different ways. That's the cut roast beef, I guess. He had the the middle part where that was, that was kind of rare. 
uh-huh. medium rare. Then the other part of a wild cook. So he'll give you like a pink part and then a bunch of pink. Then he'll cut the middle part and then the crunchy part. He'll put it right on top. So when oh, you so slice it, uh, all three. Yeah. So when you slice it, when you're eating it, you're getting a like a meat sandwich of of medium rare on the bottom, then rare, rare, rare in the middle. And then the overcook on top, so it's like a crunchy meat. The best of three flavors, dude. That's how you do it. I eat it with our juice. <laughs> I've never had it like that, but I've just had it at the buffet, the cheap our kind. juice. <laughs> and they pour it over it? Damn, dude. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm just watching that and get none of that shit. Uh-huh. I ended up going to Chicago Diner, bro. The That same night? No, when as soon as I got there, oh, okay. I traveled with my backpack full. That was it? That was it, bro. Just a backpack on Southwest. And uh, when you went, you went there first, the Chicago Diner? You you you, man, as, soon as, right? as soon as I got there, bro, I, I walked, you know, you walk through the, through the little tunnel to the airline. Mm-hmm. When you come out of the plane, right there, bro, I was already freezing my ass off. Oh, so it was already that cold? Well, I should have only sweats. <laughs> no thermals, dog. No thermals. Well, save my life. I had, a, <laughs> I had, that, I had that cheap ass, um, that cheap ass um, scarf I bought in New York. The one for the one Ali Ali um Ali Starps the fucking American flag one <laughs> yeah dude. but it saved my life that shit comes in handy dog plus the hair full so I'm thinking okay I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna need much you know I'm gonna survive this you know so I go outside just to see what, what it feels like cállate way full God it was cold <laughs> it was cold it was thirty nine oh that's cold though. It was cold. That's at least 30 degrees, cold. 40 than here. I got on that Uber car, and I started changing there, bro. Like the, <laughs> I like can't the, imagine. Like the fucking Hulk. I started opening up my backpack to see what's, what's warm. Fucking crime fighter over here. I, I had a sweater that showed a V-neck, dog. <laughs> so I put the V-neck, and then, oh, and then the hoodie. Then I made myself a little a little scarf. I'm ready, dog. <laughs> and I went to a Chicago diner, bro. Like I, I ate. Yeah, I went back to Indiana, kicked it for a little while. Uh-huh. What's up? How are you, man? What's up, man? Who are you? So I get a ride back. I go to Indiana, and I, and I do the show with Paul. Okay. Two show. And I run into Carlos Loma, bro. And Gracie, right? And Gracie. And I'm like, what the hell they're doing here? <laughs> But it was cool, man. You know, to see people from the hood that you grew, that you saw, man. You know, uh-huh. now you feel like, yeah, man, we got this. We got four people from LA. It's over. <laughs> and I did a little interview about um, addiction, you know, and because um, I didn't even some girl did an interview with me about addiction and um, how I got here to be a comedian. But I, I tell that story again. How, Whatever led up to today. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I told the story again about Father Greg Boyle. Before it was um, homeboy industry, industry, it was called Jobs for the Future. Visionary, though. Sorry. Yeah, it was Jobs for the Future, bro. So, yeah, yeah, so we did that. Man, I went back to, I was staying in um, Hyde Park in Chicago. Okay. So I, so I, I, as soon as I got there, I already won, fool. Man, I just put on my hood and I fell asleep and I got up six hours later and I'm back. And just shot back? Back. Where did you shoot out from, O'Hare or Midway? Midway, and I was lucky because Southwest. I think O'Hare is, is gonna have a strike, bro. That's what I seen too, dog. I would have been stuck there. Hell yeah, dude! So it all you were in and out, dog. In and out, like a little bullet, dog. I saw um, uh, when I saw them there, Carlos Loma and 
Damn crazy, huh? I said, what's up, man? I got the green room right here. Llegale. <laughs> they started eating. Ah. Ah, well, probably all hungry, huh? We took photos. Hell yeah, dude. They were all happy, dog. Yeah. Felipe hooked it up. I told him when I when I took um, Paul Rodriguez, he's called a Loma, man. This guy, the one that kicked the devil. <laughs> he's not the only one that kicked the, the devil. But Paul didn't know, right? Ah. Paul Rodriguez didn't know who the devil. <laughs> and then Paul told me, the he goes, man, who? We were talking. He goes, man, yeah, Willie Marcellic walked up to me. He goes, what did he, what did he do? Nothing. He just mugged me. <laughs> Smugged me like I did him something or something. Huh? He snubbed me. Really? You know, like, really. Why? Hey, man. Hey, man. What am I? What are the demons? <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, fool? We have a guest today. Yeah. The guest, uh, Mr. Richard Cabral. I wrote it down to remember. Oh. Right here, because um, I, I met him the first time when we we're I, I was invited to do this. This man, it was like out of the blue. I, I had a publicist at the time uh-huh. with um, a, a different agent, and they were sending me the crazy stuff. Sometimes to go um, go get free gifts at places. I would just stand there with, with like a plant, and they give it to me. <laughs> the children's and, hospital. And, and or somebody something. was carrying a bag for me with all free stuff. Uh huh. And then like. And I got some cool stuff like M and M's, you know, and a gift certificate to to Rubio's. <laughs> but then the second time I went there, bro, they were giving out crap, bro. <laughs> like what? Bro? Eric Estrada was there, so I knew there was nothing good. <laughs> he ate all the chips. There was nothing good, bro. But Eric Estrada was happy, bro, with with crema and shit. Was well, that fool doing commercials for them? Right he was selling real estate, bro. <laughs> he was selling he was selling houses in Boyle Heights. <laughs> Anyways, bro, so I met him at the Oil Awards. Oh, okay. At the LA Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, man, um, reading, Rich Cabral was reading a poem that he wrote, and he did like a little tiny testimony. Uh, and also, he was there. A lot, of, a lot of Latinos were there that are kind of big now, bro. You know, not, not to say just me, bro. But, uh, <laughs> also, Cheech, yeah. Cheech Marine was there. Gina, Gina from The Virgin was there. Um, two the actresses Virgin? from East Los Highs was there. They okay. were sitting down. Cool. That that lady that plays the Italian woman from The Sopranos, when they go to Italy, she was there. Yeah, she's a, yeah, she was. She was in my um, CSI Miami. Oh hell yeah, dude! And um, well, that show and this, this boxer man was I don't know his name Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, he was there too. So um, we ran into him, bro. And I remember when he, when he went up there, he said, "I'm from homeboy industry," and I said, "Hell yeah, bro." Hell yeah, dude. I remember when I won Last Comic Standing, I, I donated my money to, well, all my money. So, you know, that was one of the charities that you did. Yeah, hey, somebody went to Charles the poor day. They got to get their money too, dog. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, man. It's not, don't believe everything you see on television. You know, TMZ, man. They're all lies, eh? Because um, everybody thinks, you're rich, hot dog. Break bread. <laughs> Break bread. Like right away, man, when, I, when I won Last Comic Standing, and no homie of mine, man. Some fool that helped me jump some fool. <laughs> that fool wanted to change G's, dog. And I said, <laughs> to pay his rent. But where do you live? Dog, said, the palace? Move to a different real estate, bro. <laughs> move to over there by Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> move to over there by Eastern Lake. I got this, bro. Damn, this it's free zone over there. Anyways, <laughs> move cool. somewhere where Trump is, dog. I don't know. But yeah, man, bro. And I started thinking about did he help me with somebody? <laughs> and you start going through your whole life. I started going through my twelve steps again, bro. <laughs> the Y O and apology, dude. But it's not worth ten thousand bucks, dude. Get out of here. 
And I was waiting for a just kidding, you know. <laughs> or I just want a free ticket. Oh, no good. No I'm good really proud going. of you, homie. Yeah. Damn. Nah, dude. bro. He was serious, probably. <laughs> if you're listening to bro, man, sorry, bro. But you know what? I didn't make that much money. <laughs> oh, my God. It was an iPad, bro. <laughs> you work for everything and you And I can't got, even though. download the new YouTube no more. It's outdated. <laughs> no iOS. So what's up, fool? Welcome to our What's Up, fool podcast. Yeah, Richard man. Cabral. Welcome, bro. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. Yeah, just thank you for having me. Oh, man. We were trying to get you for about a year, bro. Yeah, dog. Then we were turning our phone calls. <laughs> they said, who is this guy? <laughs> and what happened when you have a publicist, bro? They don't know what's up. So then we, um, we, have Rich, we saw you on um, on Chingo Bleed's podcast. Wait a minute here, man. Yeah. He's doing that podcast? <laughs> No, I mean, it just so then get, Chingo Bling it, gave me your number. Yeah, yeah, that's just. I mean, sometimes just get to, it's good to get direct. You know what I'm saying? We get these agents and these publicists and these managers, and it gets funky sometimes. You know, just you know, holler at a homie. That's all you had to do. I know, man. Like, like <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I, I left a couple of messages on your page too, man. But it, but then I started thinking about wait a minute. This looks like one of those other messages, man. <laughs> Yo, man, you wanna you wanna buy some beats? <laughs> you wanna make some ten thousand dollars by tomorrow? <laughs> Yeah, man. So, where did you grow up at? East LA? Yeah, well, my family came, uh, migrated from Mexico, and they landed in Boyle Heights, you know, from the projects. What projects? Uh, um, the Estrada. Orale, or up in Aliso. I grew up in yeah. Pico Aliso. Yeah, out there on, um, off of Olympic and Soto and all that. So, um, then, you know, I, I mean, at that time, when you make money, um, Mexicanos know that when you're moving on up, then you move to the the other east side, Montebello. Yeah. You know, so we migrate. You know, you're doing big things if you move to like Pico Rivera, Montebello, Whittier, Norwalk area. Hell yeah, man. You know you made it, bro, when you live in your Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> got a tennis court in the backyard. Charlie, bro. Yeah. He, lives in, he, lives, he lives in La Puente now, bro. <laughs> Orale, by Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's what it was, man. East LA, Montebello, Boyle Heights, that whole area. Yeah? Yeah. So what got you... Um, so you, you you what um what were you doing as a kid? So you grew up in LA and Montebello, both sides. Both sides, bro. You know, just both sides. But um, a broken home. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's a broken home in Boyle Heights, whether it's a broken broken home in Pico Union. You know, the the community South Central. You know, I moved around a little bit, but it was it was a broken home, bro. You know, and you do what what a broken home and a broken community gives you. You know, that's what you do. How did you get um caught up, man? Like. I remember when I was a kid, man, growing up, you know, people gardens, there was a lot of um, people selling PCP, mm. but I never did that stuff, you know, or heroin. I never did that stuff. I thought that was for losers, bro. <laughs> That's how you but grow up. I know, but, but they were cracking a lot. I said, well, you don't think that bad. Eh? <laughs> Shit's new and different, dog. It's not the traditional and then, uh, shit. The, the older veteranos, they were looking at us like we were losers, bro. Like, uh. oh, bro, that's the devil, homie. The guys that were doing PCP. But they're, all, but they're but slamming, they're, right? But they're slamming, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. They yeah. were looking at now, homie, Charlie, bro. Yeah, nodding out. Yeah, Charlie, like, nodding out. They're nodding out and shit, catching AIDS. <laughs> sharing needles, sharing needles, right? But they're telling me not to be a dirt devil, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not to look at the carpet, bro, for more drugs. <laughs> That's the sad thing about always tell. We have a lot of listeners on our show who are going through drug addiction, mm. and me, I don't. Um, I went through drug addiction. I've been sober since two thousand nine. I don't drink. Yeah, yeah. I don't have drank no alcohol, man. I have uh, some people drink alcohol, man, and just go like go about their day, like I just have a a wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have a wine a to start off the day. Get a little clink, man. If I start up with wine, 
by five o'clock, I'm gonna start leaving hidden comments on people's pages. <laughs> hey, bro, you watching Scarface? <laughs> so um, started. So you so you were caught up in drugs too? Yeah, yeah. This is the whole thing. You know, it's the same story. Um. Um, started, you know, my family's been involved in gangs of the 1970s, you know, yeah, drug, um, in Boyle Heights, you know, from the Estrada, Estrada courts. And um, just that, dr- drugs, you know, broken home, broken community. And I, too, my, my dad left. And um, I, it, it's it's really like it's very simple. You know, you grow up in these dysfunctional communities, bro, and you're going to become what you're going to become. It's not rocket science, homie. You grow up where everybody is doing drugs, where your where your school is broken, where your 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 everything is just there for you to fail, bro. And, and um, so I started going to jail at 13, you know, started getting involved in drugs in and out, you know, joined the hood. And, and it was just it was on and popping, bro. You know, my whole my whole youth was was pretty much in institutions and I finally went to prison at 20 years old for attempted murder. And that was my transition on my gang, my gang life. When you were locked up at 13 years old, God no man, when I was caught shoplifting bro the first time and I was like 10 or 12, man, I was shitting breaks dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how did you feel? Were you scared the first time? I mean, time? the thing or, is or like, you like just, no, every, every, you, yeah, yeah, you know this shit's gonna come, bro. You know what I'm saying? All your uncles have been in jail. All the homies have been in jail. Like you, you, you feel that you're scared, but subconsciously, subconsciously, bro, you've been working yourself up to this. You know, our graduation was not fraternities, homie. Our graduation was the pin. And it's it's just that, you know, it's a gradual process. Juvenile hall, camp, county, prison, you know? So it's like, it's your initiation. Hey, Lion, bro, when I, would be, when I was in rehab, a lot of the guys that were there, like Veterano, they always say when they were locked up in YA, mm. they would call it, oh, it was just gladiator school. Gladiator, yep. <laughs> Real, yeah. Because you were learning there how to defend yourself in right. prison. It was like every... Yeah. Every level was a learning process. Right, bro. right, right, right. I saw some fool become institutionalized their whole life. To yeah. Point on. Yeah. Like my brother, bro. That fool's been locked up in every place he smoked crack in. <laughs> now he's in Mexico, bro. Wow. Talking wow. about why did Trump win? <laughs> I guess I'm a, why, I guess, dog? I guess why I'm a, did he win? I guess I'm going to help build that wall. <laughs> if you don't talk about that, I'm going to build that wall. Let me tell you, man. I've been to a lot of places near the border. There's a wall there already, bro. <laughs> Dude, like a Paso, there's a wall already, dude, with barbed wire and all that shit, dude. Like, if you want to hit somebody with one of those shirt launchers <laughs> from Chico's Tacos, how Paiso put his leg in there. <laughs> Let's go. So, man. man, um, when you were a kid, man, that you like, besides, like, everybody had a like, when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be a comedian, man, but somehow along the way, you know, you get sidetracked because <laughs> not everybody, like, like you said, he grew up with just gangsters, not everybody in your family, like, looks at that, like, a a decent thing to do, like get into, get, get into be a comedian a career or an <laughs> yeah, like so. Your dad doesn't get it, bro. So that food just crushes your dream <laughs> without him knowing, without him knowing, bro. Just because you're scared of doing, bitch. Right. Yeah, because no, it's no option. <laughs> you don't have balls. I mean, it's not an option for them, or they're like, you know, but then my dad, dog, do I found out later on, bro, like you start sobering up, you know, like <laughs> you start, uh, you start getting with your feelings. My, my dad said that we want to be a weatherman, bro. Uh, <laughs> but he probably never knew how to get in yeah, there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say like, you know, like uh, Hispanics or Latinos or whatever say, yeah, your family has to be in show business and all that shit. No right. fucking outlet. How the fuck are you going like, to crawl up in there? Like he, he thinks that you could just co-sign your way everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Like, hey, bro, get me in movies, bro. You know Richard Cabral. Te pongo un co-sign, bro. <laughs> I thought you knew Paul Rodriguez. Tú también estás feo, cabrón. Dígale. Like, for real, it's like, um, you just can't get in there, man, you know, right away. Hell no. So how, do, um, how did you get into, um, what, what, made, what made you, like, change your life finally and, and just stop? So I was, um, I fought that life sentence. You know, they're trying to give me 35 years to life for that oh. attempted murder, and I was 20 years old. And um, through, through the grace of, you know, the higher being, through God, like, I, I ended up getting five years in prison. So um, I got out when I was 25, and, and I didn't know what I was going to do. My whole life, I had been institutionalized. My son was already five. And so it, that was definitely, like, the bulb, you know? I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And, and I mean, thank, thank God for Homeboys and for Father Greg. And um, that's where I ended up, bro. And, and that was, like, the seed that, that kind of just opened me up, you know? So you were working in the bakery? I was working in the bakery. Yeah. I, I read somewhere. You, start, you, you went in there, bro, like... Like um like a true Mexicano, bro. Like you know, con las ganas de hacer algo. Like whatever you what, whatever yeah, whatever whatever <laughs> you have, great, bro. Right? Whatever you have, bro. You want to sweep or sweep? Yeah, like you had a job yeah, and you were yeah, doing your yeah, fucking yeah, job, yeah, whatever yeah, took. Whatever it was. You know, dust the dust the pants. I'll dust the pants. Yeah, yeah. Dishwasher started as a janitorial. Like it was that. Like I'll start. You know, we work, homie. We work. Hell yeah. I have a quick question for you, dude. Who helped you fight that case? Uh, was it? Um... I had a state appointed because it was a it was a high case, so they didn't give me a public defender. It got shot because it was gang allegations, so they gave me a state appointment. So give you an enhancement. Or yeah, not, right? yeah, they had. A, Do you think that's the reason why you wanted opposed to you getting a, a public defender? Um, it, just, it, it just depends, bro. I mean, the public. I mean, the public. The the, the system. The law system. It, it, it's just a gamble. You don't know what you're gonna get. You most know? fools plead out and they'll yeah. just take the twenty five. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the week before they try to offer me thirteen, and I really, knew I had. A, yeah, like the week before, and I was trial? like, nah. Yeah, and I was like, nah. Let's go to trial. And the day before trial, they finally said, all right, we'll come at you with five years. Um, three three for gang allegations and two for the uh, great bodily injury, and I jumped on five. Oh, so they gave you in the end the day before they gave you five. They yeah, they five, offered me five, and then I took it. Yeah, because yeah, they won't try cases and say unless they can win. But most times, I mean, people don't fight them, dude. It's yeah, like, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking cool, man. I know, man. Because when you get the public defender, man, they they, they settle that deal at IHOP, bro. <laughs> It's so well, they're, fun. They're, they're on the elevator, bro, with all your notes. They don't even know your yeah, name. Yeah, they got coffee they're, on they're, your they're, face. Yeah. They're coffee, hey, man. They, it's so true yeah. they don't know your name. They see yeah. the, the attorney there, and the, the guy, the city attorney, probably a big shot. You know, goes, hey, hey, Jim. You're going to fight this? Come on, let it go, man. Tell the guy to plead the fifth. Yeah. Please the five. You get five to ten, man. We're not, we're, we're, we're looking at 30. We don't have time for that. That costs a million dollars. Totally, dude. And then fucking you said a trial costs a million like dollars, right? A murder trial costs about a million dollars in the state right, of California, right. dude. And they said I'm not going to be the number one draft pick. <laughs> but that's awesome that you fought it, dude, and it fucking turned out to that because 25 opposed to five is a long fucking time. 35. 35. 35. There you yeah, go, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I end up going uh, talking to a prison a couple ma- months back, a high desert, and there was a guy that had the same case as me, and he got 13 years. The same circumstances, you know, and the guy didn't die. Shit happened, you know. Shit happens in the hood. Guy got shot, and they gave him 13 years. So there was men that were getting my sentences, and, Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's justice, huh? <laughs> Fucked up. Oh my. Come on. Okay, okay. I don't know. Sorry. Right. Oh. No, yeah, you can. <laughs> it's cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's not PG, but so then, yeah, um, dude. from all that, right, right away when you beat the case, that you right away, like right away at that moment, it's like, man, something gotta change. Got a second chance. Did you feel like rock then, bottom? Going to prison, you know, going going to a high security prison up in Iowa. You were twenty, huh? I was 20, 20, 21 when I finally hit the yard and going in to Iowa. I, 
No, Ironwood. Up Ironwood. In, up in Blythe, California. And then uh, I started at Tehachapi, legendary Tehachapi, Ironwood. And, um, you know, there was homies that had been down there 20 years, 25 years, bro. Like, I remember being on the yard for two weeks. And I'm little. I'm, a tw- I'm, a tw- I'm 20. You know, I'm not like a 30-year-old man yet. And, like... <laughs> And the yard goes down and we look and there's these two homies just stabbing the shit out of somebody on their neck. And you're just like, fuck, like this shit is real, homie. Like, like the, I'm here. And then the gunners, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's real, bro. You know, like that shit's fucked up. Like, I didn't want to live my life like that. Who wants to be a fear? You're, that, it's dude. fear, homie. It's fear. So that that it was just it, it was that type of shit, you know, just seeing the reality of the situation. Anybody who say they have no fear, they're lying, huh? <laughs> Those are just fronting, dog. Yeah, yeah. It just happened like that, huh? Bleak of an eye. That's it, bro. Crazy, man. <laughs> no questions asked, dog. Yeah. I'm fighting this case. Take that shit to the Supreme Court. <laughs> Take that shit to Trump, man. Before Obama leaves, tell him to let it go. <laughs> Pardon my ass. Pardon me. Give me yeah. a freedom belt. Oh, dude. Shit is real, dog. And did you already know Father Greg at the time? Nah, but I had a couple homies working there. So as you know, growing up in the hood, like if you're from a a real neighborhood in in Los Angeles, you have somebody somehow has been connected to homeboys and Father Greg because Father Greg's been doing the work in Los Angeles for almost 30 years. So I had homeboys there. I had a couple homeboys right there. So that's how it started. The word on the street. Yeah, word on the street was, you know, the homies were there and. He could get you in. But I didn't want to go, bro. I didn't want to go. I was like, nah, fuck that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be I didn't. I didn't. I don't want to cook bread with enemies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, this that- I was just trying to this. shoot this fool. <laughs> <laughs> now he's telling me how to break eggs. <laughs> Punking me in the kitchen. Yeah, it, it was Some that, of these fools were still gangbanging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I did a comedy show there, man. Shit, man, I, I remember I was trying to get a job at home. I was trying to get a job at Homo Industry, and it told me, you've been shot? No, sorry, you can't work here. <laughs> so I, I said, so I took out somebody to break my legs, but came in with crutches. They gave me the keys to the van. <laughs> yeah, we have Father Greg on the show, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, it's hard, bro. Like, it's just a big change, but you're coming from, he's coming from, what, five generations of, of nothing but cholos, you know? Yeah. And now he's trying to break break it, bro, the mode. That cycle. It's man. always big, big, big heartbreak, bro, when you go through a big change like that. Fucking major, dude. You have to butter up, bro. So you have to toughen up, huh? Definitely. Be a man. Oh, man. How can you do that? <laughs> I know, man. There's comedians I can't even be in the same comedy show with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you went in there, and how did you... um? How did you go by your day when you were in the... Well, so when you went inside to work there, because I remember when I was in rehab, a lot of the guys that were in rehab, and they would see fools that they didn't get along with, but to just deal with it, you know, like right. they have a program in their head, I'm going to get through this. Kind of like they, they use their prison mentality in the rehab just to get by. Right. Did you do that at Homeboy working there? Definitely, and I, and I just think like I'm free, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing that can make this life worse than when it was. Hell yeah. That, Good outlook, dude. The worst yeah. somebody's gonna hit, get hit by a pan. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's it was that mentality that. that that pushed me through, man. Hell yeah, man. I have a couple of friends that worked there, man. That I went to high, went to elementary school with. Some guy named Jesus Covarrubias. 
I don't know his real what they call him now, but an honorable mention. Yeah, bro. <laughs> What's up, fool? That fool's a badass fool in Little League, dog. Yeah, he's a yeah. star, dog. A lot of those fools that were that I grew up with were bad at Little League. Were you good at Little League? Like in sports? I did sports, but I wasn't like, yeah. Nah, man, that shit. fool that was that yeah. homeboy, man. That fool, the catcher. <laughs> yeah, he was badass. Like Johnny Bench. Oh, they're all from East LA, bro. All, all Project from, Boys. Yeah. All from the Project. All from the Project, bro. The fool who played Chaco football in cement. Damn. <laughs> project ain't got no grass, huh? They got no grass, huh? <laughs> Running on the cement like a deer. Those yeah. fools didn't even know about cleats. They're playing with cleats on the cement. <laughs> Sparking. <laughs> so, I, I know when I when I got out of rehab and um, I, I wanted to get my mind off, you know, not doing drugs. Like, right. how could I do that, you know? And I, one of the things I was talking about on that re- interview I did with that woman in Chicago about addiction was that the first time I had twenty dollars that I didn't jack from somebody, <laughs> or I didn't borrow, or stole something to get it, or I never had twenty dollars sober, put it uh. that way, because I was always doing drugs or hanging out. So for me, twenty dollars was always a forty ouncer, mm. two cigarettes from the store, you know, for twenty five cents, and <laughs> then the, and then the rest ten to come up somewhere, you know. So you already had it planned so, out. I had to, my whole life had to change, man. Did you feel like your whole life had to change? Oh, definitely. Your whole way of thinking, you know, yeah. you can't bring the old thinking back. Like Father Greg had one of those speeches one time that, you know, you, you, you can't change, you could change your environment. You, can, you can't change your, you could change your environment and all that. You can, you don't have to change your environment, just change your way you think about mm. stuff in your environment. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Did you find that hard? Um, yeah, definitely because you're it, it, the the hardest pro, the hardest thing is rewiring. You know what I'm saying? You have Fuck to yeah, rewire, rewire it, dog. You have to like program well, that like computer, I, I believe, get out the matrix. Definitely, and, and I think I, I believe a lot of people their biggest problem is they don't want to accept the lie, homie. How in the fuck am I gonna accept that the way I've been living for the last twenty, twenty five years, thirty years was a fucking lie? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, that man. Is hard, yeah, that's preach. a hard pill to swallow. That's what we gotta deal with. Hell man. yeah! And, and, but until that, you're not gonna break through. You know, you're not gonna surrender. A biggest thing I think I'm, I didn't come from the NAAA. I was institutionalized, so that's how I got over drugs. But it was like you have to surrender. If you don't surrender to the fact that it was a lie, then you're you're, you're not gonna really heal. You know what I'm saying? And like you see these veteranos, these older homies, and they still they're still trying to believe this fucking way for like 30, 40, 50 years, and it's sad, homie. You know? But that was a thing. Like I had to just reprogram myself and and understand like that placaso, that 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 name and everything that that I had been living was a lie, and that's where I started from. Hell yeah, man. Like a rebirth, huh? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't always look like a hipster. This fool, dog. Only nah. when I was on a run. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> on three days, right? I was on a binge. I was only when I was on a binge. A little bender. I, I remember I was, a lot of the homies, like, when they were already on the run and they were going to, they missed court. They were looking for them already. The fools would chill. The like, fool who's looking like fucking, like Forrest Gump walking around the neighborhood, dog. <laughs> Yeah, I remember this fool had a fucking hat, dog. And his shirts tucked in. <laughs> like, who's this nerd here, man? Oh, that's that killer, dog. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. trying to lay low. <laughs> you have to change, bro. Because you can't be looking like a crazy motherfucker with a bald head all the time. Yeah. You get pulled over a lot. Right, 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 right. 
And it's what what are you saying? Like even the older veterans are still trying to push that thirty year old shit. That yeah, they don't fucking, accept. They don't accept that it. Fucking I mean, capsule. Yeah, and, and, and you're struggling. You know, I believe, and this is a whole different conversation, but that we're supposed to evolve. You know what I'm saying? Nothing stays the same. No, Nothing right, has bro. ever stayed the same. But you're trying to fight against that, and that's it, you, you struggle. You know, so that that, that was my that, that that was my way I, I went about it. You know, and I'm continuing. That's how I was like, man. When I, when I fell off the wagon, bro, I started doing drugs again. Uh-huh. I went back to smoking crack as a comedian. Bro, it was hard to go back, like he said, to change, to go back to not do drinking drugs. Because I felt like, man, this is a good life I'm having here, man. Because you're having yeah. fun. I'm doing but- comedy shows. Yeah. But it gets old after a while. But at the but, same time, it's destructive. And, but that shit, that shit's easy to go back to what you Fucking know. Easy. To drink, anybody yeah. could drink. Yeah. Anybody could smoke. Anybody could, you know what I'm saying? Be in the streets all day. But to do this, get up every day and to work and to try to evolve your 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 skill, like that shit's hard, bro. To challenge yourself yeah, every day, homie. That shit's hard. That shit's easy to be in the hood. <laughs> challenge yourself every bro. day. I know, man. When I go back to the hood. Some some of the fools are like forty two already. They're still <laughs> doing the, the same, same corner, shit. doing the same oh. shit. So now they end the conversation with me. You have a dollar, homie. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that much older than you now. The, the veteran, when I was a kid, they would say, "Orale, rico, tú na cora." Still jacking your ass. Fools still getting gr. You're right about evolving because I keep telling Rodrigo when I when I did that show and um and uh, for the homeboy industry right mm-hmm. there. And Father Greg was there, and I was trying to invite some of them to my show. Mm. My brother, too, he was there, right? And then, and then my brother, one of those same fools, bro. Nah, man, nah, 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 nah. Bro, you got to get on no one-on-one North. <laughs> like, these fools don't get our initiative with North in it. <laughs> you got to stay within their vicinity, dog. Like, yeah. he don't want to leave somewhere and be different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gotta yeah. So that's scary, the, homie. That shit's scary. They used yeah. to the same village, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, right like... Like you, and then you get in a gang. Like before you go to prison, you're already wired to go to stay in prison. You put yourself in this box, so you're already in prison. The projects are prison, and then you just, you know, what I'm saying, like represent over there. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you I, I'm stuck right here, and so it's, it's it's fucked up, bro. I know, man. It's, it's comedians. I feel that that way about them, bro. It's 20 years, bro. That's not being trying to be comedy, bro. <laughs> Let it go. You're not funny. <laughs> Look, he's going to get a puppet. Eh? No, we, a lot of our listeners. We have a lot of listeners, bro. We have listeners in um, Ireland. Oh, Shout man, out to yeah, the homie over there. Glenn Carlin. Dude. Glenn Carlin. And our lady in Amsterdam. Cleo. Cleo. Miss Cleo. Talk to Cleo. Talk to Cleo. And then our Aussie friend. Yeah. A few Australian shot. friends. Yeah, but most of our listeners from LA. What's up, fool? Fuck yeah, dude. So, um, that's awesome. And the, I, when I saw you at that thing, I said, man, this fool right here. He, gonna, he busted out that poem, and you look like my. You remember my brother, bro? Mm. The same look, you know. He said my brother hasn't stopped. Uh, Angel, Angel, dog, and um, and he did that very powerful poem. And then I saw you on TV. I saw you in the movie. I said, "Hell yeah, this homie's doing it." <laughs> That's what's up. Bro. Doing it. I felt so proud, man. That, and it felt good, man, because I'm, I'm trying to be a stand-up comic. You know, I, I am a stand-up comic, <laughs> but but to see somebody like. I feel like it's like um, you know. I felt like um, you know, like in Goodfellas when right before they killed Joe Pesci, though. Know? Just imagine if they don't kill him. Ah, dude. Robert De Niro thought he was gonna get in, bro, because he was getting in. Yeah. Both those like fools. he was hating on him. That's what I felt when I saw you. I said, "Hell yeah, man!" I was like, it felt like good. Like I, I felt like, yeah, man. You see, 
I felt like I was, I was a part of it, bro, because, you know, I know where he came from. Uh -huh. I know he went to Homeboy Industry. I know Father Greg Boyle. I feel like, yeah, man, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I made me feel good, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. Then you started growing your hair long. <laughs> I said, yeah, man, he looked like my son. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people were hitting me up because we had a show called Cholos, Where Are You Now? Mm. And we had um, Emilio Rivera on the show. Yeah. And then I said, people, people love that interview because Emilio Rivera was crazy. And he stopped drinking also. And he's sober. And a lot of people were hitting us up. Get Richard Cabral on the show. Get Richard Cabral yeah, on the show. So we got you on the show, Doc. Yeah, well, thank you guys. Okay, How did you um, get started to acting, though? <clears throat> Homeboys, man. I was right there working in the bakery. I and need five uh, cholos with no warrants. <laughs> That was it, but um, yeah, they needed cholos, they needed homies, and um, and they invited us, and like ten of us went to Warner Brothers Studio, all on parole, all serious? bald, um, all tatted up. Southland, it was a TV show. Southland, it's like what, like 2010, huh? That was that was on the back of their that was the, that was on the back of their eight by ten, bro. <laughs> The criminal record. You guys went to go audition over there? We went. They invited awesome. us, bro. And we didn't. And like we stepped on the Warner Brothers lot, you know, and we were just mind blown. And um, we walked to um, casting director John Levy. Um, he like legendary John M Emmy M Emmy winner John Levy casting director. And we went in there, and that shit was so. We were all nervous, though, bro. I remember being really nervous in that audition. And they were just like, "Be easy, man. Just be cool." You know, and, and, and um, and I remember like, fuck, like this shit. Cause the the thing is, the only time I've been around white people is like when they were gonna send me, you know, in court. Me too, man. The cops in court, homie. Like that's the only time I had my whole <laughs> life. I had, I had been, I had been around white people. There's three white people around me, you know, and like just subconsciously, I was just nervous, homie. Like, like, and, and, but then the, so they were like, just do it, Richard. Just, just, just speak from the heart, and I, and and I did it. And like four of us, they they called us back and they're all congratulations, you got the part. What? And, and um and that was it. You know, that was my that that was my uh my initiation into into the Hollywood world. And um and the money that I made for that was like three times then homeboys, you know? So <laughs> You know, and just seeing Danny Trejo and Emilio, and especially Danny and Emilio, you know, and just like, I didn't know them at that time, but like, if they could do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was a seat, then, you know, then why not me? And that that's how we started. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. It's a fucking cool ass story, dude. Three times more than, ba than Homeboy Bakery. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you gonna be a movie not dog? Yeah, we need more eggs, bro. <laughs> it was tough. I read that you were leaving home. You were working at Homeboy, doing, mm -hmm. still sweeping and polishing the the pots and pans. And then after that, going to the set. Yeah, 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 yeah. It so was that's that. determination. It, 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 it was. It was that. Like they would work. With, they would work with me. And like, hey, you know, hey guys, I only could be here half day. I got a gig. All right, cool. You know, do your thing. And out of the ten of us, like I'm the only one that. Like that really seen something in it, and I told all the guys, "Hey, hey, man, we we could do this. We could re this could really be something." And like all the homies were like, "Ah, yeah, whatever, you know." And and I'm the only one that went to acting class, and and it's and it's fucked up to say like a lot of them homies that started with me end up getting life or end up dying, you know, and like and and, and that's really how, how how it went down. Like I'm the only one that I told Father Greg, "Hey, Father G, like I want to go to." I want to go to acting class, you know, and he helped me out. He paid for my tuition. And um, and then me going to acting class kind of opened the doors to like, bam, like where I'm at today, you know.
Oh, we, we, we got a phone call from Jake the Snake Roberts, a wrestler, bro. Shut <laughs> the line. No, yeah. Yeah, on me. Put on your headphones. You know you're like listen. wrestling, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's into um, he's into um, he's recovering also. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, he's having a show on Sunday. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> What's up, fool? Are you ready? We're ready. All right, I'll get Jake. Hold on one second. You like wrestling, right? <laughs> yeah, that's legendary Jake, man. <laughs> Big old anaconda. <laughs> right? He's down that stage. Yeah, yeah. fool. <laughs> Snakeskin boots. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, Hello. Welcome to our show, Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Doing? We're doing good, sir. How you doing, sir? Real good. Oh, wonderful, man. Out in Vegas, enjoying the day and uh, getting ready for turkey day. So I got to get my grill ready to do some smoked turkey tomorrow. Oh yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you're gonna be a you're doing a you're doing a comedy show this weekend at Flappers. Yeah, what is that man. about? Oh, about you know. I don't call it a comedy show because I don't do comedy. All I do is tell you road stories and mm. locker room stories, strip joint stories, crazy stuff that happened in the cars or awesome. whatever. And that's pretty amazing stuff, I must say, you know. And uh, I touch bases on a bunch of the old guys, you know, whether it be Andre the Giant or Hacksaw Jim Duggan or Ultimate Warrior or Undertaker. All these guys are involved in some of these antics we pulled with each other back in the day. And, uh, it's just a great town. It really is. Uh, my opener, Alex Kool-Aid Anzel, he is, uh, he's a real comedian and he is just knocking it out of the ballpark. And I keep telling him, I said, the first time these people start chanting your name to come back out, I'm going to kill you. Take care of that, you know. <laughs> They'll be getting the chop. <laughs> so we have a good time with this. We really do. And uh, we appreciate everything. The fans are uh, really with it. And, uh, no, I like to take time to meet them. Uh, I do talk about uh, addiction and alcoholism during the show because uh, I've struggled with that for years. And, uh, you know, it's not fun, man. But I'll tell you, I've been to jails and rehabs, and I never met anybody in either place that said, gee, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be just that, a drug addict or an alcoholic. No, mm -hmm. nobody dreams of it. It does happen. So we like to talk about it. So, And, and if anybody's struggling, um, I'm more than glad to stay after the show and sit down with them and talk to them about what I did and what I'm doing to try to keep that boat afloat. But, uh, it's not something that you get away from, man. Well, it's so amazing that you called us because we have um, an actor here who's also went through addiction and, and now he's yeah. on um, uh, support. He got nominated for a best an Emmy for best supporting actor. We have oh. Richard Cabral right here, hey, a big Jay. fan of you too. Yeah, and, um, I, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to be here with you, Jake. And I, you know, I, I grew up uh, as your fan. You know, I, w watching you as, as a young kid. So it's, it's, a, it's a great honor to be on the line with you today. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm just trying to still be around. Because uh, the odds were that I wasn't going to be. You know, it's funny, Jake. Growing up, I wanted to be Jake the Snake Roberts, and I ended up being Jake don't the Snake Roberts. <laughs> without don't, without don't fighting like on the Jake. ring, I have a hard time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up being you, sir, but without a wrestling career. <laughs> or a snake. <laughs> or a snake. There you go. There you go, man. You know, I did it for a long time, but uh, here's a secret, and I'll let it out. 
I hate snakes. Never have liked the damn thing. Uh, and, what? Uh, you know, wow. Uh, the one thing you do it was a crazy idea I came up with when I was drinking and smoking pot. There you go. Damn. damn. You have a quick no, little story about like, the giant. I want to be like Kenny Stabler, you know. <laughs> so, do you have any stories about Andrew the Giant and you? Oh, yeah. You know, I wrestled Andre, oh, my God, for about five months every night. And uh, wow. there were some great nights, and then there were some nights that weren't much fun at all. And one of those nights, uh, he actually got a little intoxicated. It was his birthday. We were in Montreal, and uh, he had a lot of friends up there. And uh, he was uh, in pretty rough shape. And the referee, referee came over and in the locker room and told us, Jake, it's Andre. I'm like, oh my God, is he sick? What's wrong? You know, and uh, his health wasn't good at the time. And uh, he says, no, man. He says, uh, uh, let me explain this. He's, he's playful. He's trying to scare the guys in the locker room. I'm like, what's he doing? It's like, well, he squats down behind people and then stands up and goes, boo. <laughs> I'm serious. And he's like, yeah. And he thinks it's really funny. I'm like, oh, great. And so I went to the ring, and I'm waiting for him, and I'm waiting for him. He's not coming down the aisle. And all of a sudden, people yell, and I turn and look, and he had gotten came around the other side of the building. And as, as big as he is, tried to sneak down <laughs> the ringside. Man, of course, people are seeing, but there he is, there he is. And he's like squat down behind people, and he's been yelling, go, ah, boo, and, and, just started laughing and it was horrifying. <laughs> and then once he got in the ring, it got even worse because he knocked me down in the corner and he sat on me. Oh, and I turned to my side because he'd like adjusted my whole spinal column where he sat on me, man. Ah. Just back, just tap, 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 tap. And uh, then he starts laughing. And the referee says, Andre, why are you laughing? You know, you're not supposed to laugh in the ring, you know. And uh, he says, I'm farting. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's when he dropped about 40 seconds of air on me. Uh, it's amazing how long a giant can fart. For uh, 40 seconds? incredible. About 40 seconds. It wasn't nothing really shrill or anything. It was just uh, an even flow of... Uh, <laughs> even flow. <laughs> that's, wow. You know, that's 40 disgusting. Seconds, man. 40 seconds I mean, of record. Wow. When he got up, when he got up, man, I had like a birthmark on my arm from it. You know, I don't know what the hell. It's like a wine stain, you know? Oh, wine stain. <laughs> he started on you? I just... Oh, my God. All that moisture, huh? Oh, oh, he, he was trying to tap out. It's horrible. That is Lock horrible. It in. Yeah, that, that's a reason to tap out there, bro. You're a soldier, Jake. Yeah. You know, I had a choice, so I could have got up and just paintbrushed him, and I thought, nah, I better not do that. Man, what the hell? Are you serious? <laughs> the guys had bigger meals than me, you know? So, did you ever, um, good, man. Did you ever fight any other wrestlers off stage? Oh, sure. Sure. Silly stuff like that happens. It's pretty ridiculous. I know I chased down the British Bulldog a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> a real ass. Kicked his dog. And, uh, you know, I'll talk about it on stage, but it's some pretty gruesome stuff that we did to each other. You know, there's no way you could say it was funny, but that's what we did. You know, wrestler sense of humor is a little twisted anyway. Hell yeah. You know? 
Hell yeah. Not a little, a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, you go out and make the fans and uh, everybody there to show have a great time. I know we're going to because I'm going to make real sure of that. And it's, you know, it's an hour and a half show. So we'll have some good time. We'll do a little Q&A sometimes and uh, just depending on how I feel and how the people are reacting. And uh, we'll go forward from there, man. But we try to hit everybody's flavor. Hell yeah. You got any merch? Oh, sure. We'll have T-shirts. Awesome. Oh, give me one, stuff, dude. You know, and I, you know, I tell people, I encourage them to, to bring their memorabilia on out, man, and I'll be glad to hook them up and sign that up for them. So, you know, it makes it a little more special, I guess. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is, just take care of everybody, man. Have a good time. Yeah, have a good time, man. Because I know, I know that you were working on a documentary a while back. Is that still on Netflix? Yeah, it's still on Netflix. It's gone real well, and that's, you know, it's helped a lot of people, man. And, uh, you know, if somebody told me five, six years ago, hey, you're going to do part of a documentary that's going to help people with addiction, I was like, yeah, all right, because I was so dark and so far into that stuff, man. And, uh, you know, to come out the other side is amazing. Not many people do it. Yeah, man. But I'm 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 a walking, talking advertisement that you can do it, man. That you don't have to give up. But there are keys to getting sober and to staying that way. And a lot of it has to do with your support system around you, because you've got to change your places uh, that you hang out. You got to change your friends, man. Sometimes you got to drop some of them, man. Because you just mm. can't uh, be a part of that scene anymore. You can't wallow with pigs and not, not expect to smell like, you know, crap. So <laughs> there you go. Dropping knowledge. Well, thank you, Jake. Jake will be at Flappers Sunday, November 27th in Burbank. You bet, man. I'm gonna rock it. And don't forget, man, he'll sign anything. <laughs> Bring <Yeah>. your snake. <laughs> but, yeah, I've signed some pretty precious things at times. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the movie The Wrestler was based on you. Yeah, well, take it easy on me, guys. I'm getting old. 61 years old now. I don't feel it like it all, man. All right, sir. Just uh, dig being a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I do, man. It's awesome. Well, you have a good day, well, sir. All right, you too, man. All Thanks right, a lot, guys. Right. Jake the Stick Roberts. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. The TT. The DT. The DDT. DDT. Hell yeah, man. So what's up, fool? That was crazy, dog. Jake the Stink Robert, but you're all excited. (laughs) I mean, you know, I was in a hardcore wrestling fan, but he's like, I was, man. I was, bro. I tried all those moves on my little sister and my brother. They worked. (laughs) I'll be like, man, that shit's fake. (laughs) So getting back to the main man of the hour, Richard Richard Cabrera. So Father Greg, prepare for acting class, and then you get nominated for a Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I, I was rooting for you, bro. I was rooting for you, Bill Murray. Damn, Bill Murray. Yeah, right. He won. Yeah, Bill Murray won. I mean, but it's expected. But you were you up know? there with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the win. Got, that's the win, bro. Yeah, that's you the got win nominated, right there. Dog. Bro, yeah. I'm watching that going. I'm watching him. You know, getting better supporting actor. You know, being from Boyle Heights, East LA, Montebello. You know, the same, uh, the, the 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 trifecta, the tri city area. <laughs> 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 also, Converse. Don't forget Converse. <laughs> and. Um, it feels good, bro, because, you know, like, you feel like you could be up there, you know, mm. like. Hell yeah, dude. You know, like, you know, there's, there's like, people saying, man, they know roles for Latinos. No, bro, they know roles that you, you're not taking them. That, it's a new blood in the scene, yeah, in the acting yeah, scene. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, and I was, like, rooting for it. And I, I was, like, I was, like, putting his, um, I remember his, his thing that came out on the, 
on the Hollywood Reporter. I had copied it and I was putting it on other fools pages that supposedly they're supposed to be Chicano dog. <laughs> but they don't they, they never really promote people mm. like from Boyle Heights or people from the hood. They don't like going there. Right? No, they like they like promoting people who are clean, you know, who are who who represent them better. Anyway, so I put them on all his pages, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, he put a root for that motherfucker, dog. <laughs> He's about to take this. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome, man. Thank you, guys. So you went to the Grammys? The, em- the, sorry, Emmys, the Emmys? The Emmys, the Emmys, did, you, yeah. did they invite you to the gifting? Yeah, the gifting oh. suites. Yeah, so I knew exactly what you were talking what about. Give you all kinds of- what was that like, dog? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you... It, I want to get invited again, dog. That's like a mean one, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, we got trips to the Caribbean. Fuck! <laughs> Tax-free. No, just kidding. Yeah, bro. Yeah, um, I mean, these, these luxurious, like, beds and like the top-notch makeup and for my wife and for the kids you know the hoverboard i just came out they gave a hoverboard to my kid like it was dope bro it was just like jewelry gold like that shit was crazy yeah and like i mean for us growing up like it's just like it doesn't make sense like it's just something like what do you mean you you can't you know you're not gonna get this for free like what do you want like what do i have to do like you <laughs> know I, yeah 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 so it was just that bro but it, it's been a blessing man i know man you start feeling like like um like do i deserve this right you, you start really, questioning you yourself, yourself. and up. then um you feel <clears throat> you, you feel <sighs> that um that survivor's guilt mm. like because you know like yeah, you see homie, the homie yeah. not making it yeah so you start feeling bad eh but you gotta tell yourself hey i'm here because they don't i want worked to be i here. worked my ass off they don't want to wor- be here i worked my ass no yeah. one gave us yeah. nothing, nothing bro. bro we worked our ass off yes. like, when everybody was partying when everybody we were out here freaking working on scripts working on writing working on becoming Doing better podcasts podcast <laughs> Hell yeah, fool. Yeah, bro. Dog. Yeah, so that's the journey right there. But then you feel, but then you start feeling, bro, like the, that survivor's guilt. Oh, we're closer. Okay. You start oh. feeling that survivor's guilt, you know, because like all oh, these fools are here being losers still. But again, dude. Oh. Or the but camera. Like, oh, yeah. but like Homeboy said, dude, you guys work for that shit. It's not yeah, like you're just yeah. a fucking, it just happened, somebody grabbed you and put you there and it's like, yeah. lights, camera, action, dog. And then, like, they could do it, too, man. If you're listening right here, you say, we're not trying to put you down. But you could do it, man. But you got to start doing it today. Yeah. Hell yeah. Start planning it out, bro. And that, uh, I was going to ask you about that poem that you read. What did that turn into? Yeah, I mean, I, I did a one-man show this year. You know, I, it was me for an hour and 15 minutes, um, pretty much putting out my, my, my life story uh, out there. And um, we sold out right here at the Inner City Arts up in downtown. Um, so that it was my play, bro. It was my it was my life story, you know, in in, in an hour and fifteen minutes nonstop. So that's kind of what it turned out to, I guess. Is that still going on? Um, we're gonna bring it back, and it was kind of inspired. My producer Jamie Gertz, she ended up being one of my um, great. Jamie that's Gertz actor, is my mentor, right? my mentor. Yeah, Jamie Gertz, The Lost Boys, Twister. She and she yeah. found me. So she produced um one of the first movies that I did, which was A Better Life, which we shot all in Boyle Heights. Yeah. So she produced that, and through that, she, that's where she found me, and and she ended up becoming a mentor, and now she's one of my closest friends. But she produced my um my my play. And um, now the next step for it is that we're uh, inspired by how Johnny Cash did San Quentin. You know when he went yes. and Folsom Blues in San Quentin? Yeah. So we're going to bring my play into Lancaster State Prison and do it live with the, and do a documentary around that. Is so that's film the next. At? And film it as a docu- documentary. So that's where we're at with the play right now. Oh, hell yeah, dude. What kind of stuff did you, say on the, did you share about your life on the play that you didn't share um, other places? I, I think it was it was really in-depth and it, um, 
to, to go in and to really discover why a child becomes what he becomes, why a child becomes a gang member, why a child becomes a drug addict, why a child, you know, ultimately turns into and it's love. What, what, what the story is about is actually love is that I, I was searching for love. My, we're all searching for love our whole life and we didn't get it from or maybe our mothers and our fathers. So we searched it for somewhere else and ultimately searching for love in, 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 a, in a community like ours. We search for love in gangs. We search for love in drugs. We search for love in and and messed up relationships. So that's kind of the gist of it. So endless pursuit of it of love, of trying to belong, of love. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Sometimes how I wanted to do now with a kid, bro, is hang out on the Clarence Street, bro, with fucking McBig Macs and chicken nugget and silent crack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life, dog. <laughs> dude. I couldn't not think, wow. you know. I cannot think past that at that mm. time. Now I can, but I'm, I keep telling myself, why didn't I think past that? I mean, why did I just want to just sit there and sell crack for somebody else mm. and just eat fast food? Because that's how fools were hustling. You just get yeah. stuck there, huh? But you didn't know any didn't better. Know anybody, right? There wasn't nobody to tell you. Yeah. Felipe, you didn't got to do this. Here's, read this book. And the fools that were making money in your neighborhood at that time were doing that, right? Yeah, and they didn't know any better probably either. And their parents were doing that. Yeah. Somebody was hustling in that fucking former fashion, dude. Right. It's I'm a like, generational trap. But now, bro, man, I just want to play Madden. Or <laughs> follow people on Instagram dog. like Richard Cobra. Like stuff. <laughs> that fool is selling fur coats or hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah, you got dude. going on now? In the future um, I mean I'm working on Lethal Weapon On Fox That's right why now. Lethal oh, Weapon right. man. Yeah, yeah I'm doing that right now How's that going dude It's amazing man Just working right there With Damon And you know And uh, and just the whole crew Right there It's just It, it hit You know you, you do all these shows You know But you never know Which one's gonna hit And it hit So to be on The, the number one show Right now On Fox It's it's a blessing also And then I just um, Wrapped um, Season 3 of American Crime um, So that comes out January, February On, on ABC and and um yeah we I mean every year we've been at the Emmys so you know we're doing great work with John Ridley so he's the, he's the creator of of the show so that's what's happening it's promising man we're good right now it's good that's work he's working with Demi Wayans bro my first ever stand up show on on Comedy Central Demi Wayans was wow. the host tell him I said what's up bro yeah 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 he, he said from East Los Angeles Felipe Esparza wow <laughs> yeah good man right there he's okay. cool man yeah. his whole family's yeah. cool the Wayans yeah. Nah, Felipe, you funny, he told me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exciting, man. I, I'm, I read that on when you do your when you do a role, you try to add like you're not just playing a gangster, you know, everybody could play a gangster, you know. Emilio plays a gangster, right. Danny Trejo. But they're not just they're like it's not that the same and the, the those two guys and yourself and um the other dude from um from from another show, Tucos, bro, from Breaking Bad. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Raymond Cruz. You know, they're all they're all Latino and they're also sometimes they all they all play thugs, they all play these actors, but there's something about the four of you guys that you guys bring extra to that role, man. Like and I when I, when when you talked about it, I said that's what it is. Like your role on every role you do, you're playing a killer, mm. but there's something about you like in the but I kinda like him too. I right. could I could love this guy. Right. I could see where he's coming from. 
Right. You add that hot to your roll. And, and it's just that, that every, like, it, it's complicated. You know, you, you want to, like, the, the killer or the bad guy, he, there's a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, understanding that reason. Like, in humanity, you were, like, some people might say that you were a bad guy because you were selling crack. But you were doing that for your child. So, like, if you were put in this position, like, like, wouldn't you be doing it too? You know what I'm saying? This is the only means that, that, that is for survival. So, like, so it's bringing those nuances to the character to, um, to have people understand, like, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? So I, I think just trying to come at it from that angle time and time, time again. What movie you been in? Huh? What movies? I started with, um, A Better Life was one of my first, um, and a watch was a great one. People loved and, and a watch. watch. You were one Jay, of the band, huh? Yeah, Jay yeah, I remember Gyllenhaal, that was Michael a Pena. Crazy yeah, that scene, one. Man. Yeah, David Ayer. You know, directed, wrote David that Ayer. one. Amazing. On um, Suicide Squad, he killed it on Suicide Squad this year. Um, um, Snitch. Um, I, 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 um, Marked Ones, Paranormal Activity. Did the Marked Ones. Um, there's been a, there's been a lot. The Counselor. I, I shot with Ridley Scott. You know, working with Ridley. That was you know took me to the next level. <laughs> Just this, it's been a lot. It's, it's been End of Watch, man. That was serious, man. Because I saw that movie in Canada. I was with Russell Peters, another comedian, and we went to this movie theater, bro, in Toronto, and we saw the movie. And then I saw you in the van, and then I saw the other actor that was in charge. I said, "Man, this is real. This is a scary ass fucking movie, man." I know that fool from the from the Oil Awards. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, bro. I said, "Then these fools get away with it, man. That's just real too. You know, not everybody gets caught." Yeah. And then um, the fucking, uh, when we were walking out, man, I told her, uh, I looked at those footsteps. See, man, don't fuck with our lay dog. That's the way it goes <laughs> down, happy. bro. That shit is that real. Shit is real. Yeah. You know, man, everything is organized. Yeah. And then um, it and you trickles were, down, dog. Then I started, I started, when I got back to my, my room, I started looking up all the actors. And then um, there were real good actors in that van, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy that was in charge. Maurice, he's not really a gangster. Yeah, he's a Cuban. He's Cuban, bro. He's on, he's on Narcos right now. Yeah, he he's played uh, Roberto Duran. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that dude, hell yeah, dude. And that chick, bro, that plays a fucking lesbian chola. Yeah, fl- She's not flakies, even a chola. Flakies, she flakies. was fucking good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want some big money, money baby? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That movie, man, makes you not want to go outside for a while. <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to go to Tommy's, but Tommy has Grubhub now. Just have to deliver it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Congratulations on everything you, you're brother. doing, Thank man. You Hell yeah, dude. I know, man. What's up, Rodrigo? Any questions? Chill no, scared? just the one about the one-man show, dude. That's the question I had. Right. That's cool, dude. Very fucking cool. So, man, what can you tell someone out there, man, who's struggling right now? The holidays are always tough yeah, huh, for a, for a drug addict. Yeah, yeah. Because you feel like, fuck it, eh? Yeah. Another excuse to get fucked up. Right, right, right. <laughs> How do you celebrate Thanksgiving now? I got my beliefs about Thanksgiving, bro. Oh, you don't you know, celebrate it? I don't celebrate it. I don't celebrate it. You know, I don't I don't get but but I don't push that upon anybody, you know. I just came from Standing Rock. I don't know. That's, if you, you know what, that's I just that's came from Standing Rock. Like, oh yeah, how you know, was that? That it was just a, it was an amazing experience to um to be out there and, and, and to be with the with the frontliners that are and we went there to um to help out, you know, to to we, we, we gathered all kinds of donations from Los Angeles and through homeboys and I and I got a van load for the children for the winter because when we left it was twenty seven degrees and it's just dropping and they get blizzards they get snow and the, and we went and um, we got food for the children and and winter clothes for the children 
And it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, bro. Like that shit is happening in our country right now. Like the protesters are praying. We're praying. They're praying and they're getting blasted with rubber bullets. They're getting sprayed in the face. You know what, what OC spray, what pepper spray. And I mean, just two nights, three nights ago, they were out praying. So there, there, there's these two um, cars that have been burned down on, 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 on a public highway. So they were trying to take away the cars. They were trying to take away the cars and the law enforcement at 27 degrees in the night starts blasting them with cold water. Like that shit is happening in our country right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're not, they're, they're not demonstrating in a violent way. They're praying, you know, and they're getting blasted. And it's like, it's like the civil rights movement all over again. That shit is crazy, you know? So, but to answer your question, I have, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So um, where can people go to uh, if they want to donate money for those blankets and I'll send that. I have the I have the um the exact the, the exact um place to that that the money will get there to um the Standing Rock camp and um yeah that that'll be great if whoever could help out like that. But and it's just like but getting over there to really experience like what's happening, you know, and like that really took me to the next level, you know, just to really be out there on the front line at the camp and then to be with people that had were, were in jail and that came out and that are now fighting cases now and they're still there, bro. Like that shit's crazy. And how'd you get involved with that? Um. I, I've been I, I do native spirituality I have my, my native I, I've been on this road on the red road some might say for, for quite some time Okay, and um, that was kind of the link I, I go and do ceremony in South Dakota in Pine Ridge Reservation um, and so th I felt that it, I, I, I needed to go out there you know just based on my connection with the Lakota Nation right on dude yeah. right on man yeah they've been out there for a while man hell yeah, yeah. since some people have been out there since April and yeah, the whole man. thing is like, but they're not showing us on the mainstream yeah. news. Yeah, it's like there's no, yeah, there's no coverage on it. That's crazy. <laughs> That's what's crazy to me. Yeah, Wait, I'm still thing. trying to figure out if Kenya West is alright, bro. <laughs> he's I'm gonna worried be all about right. him, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's he's his heart right now is 27 degrees. <laughs> For not no, because they know that, bro. Because people are more they, they they throw that up there, man. To like some people to say they psych you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. don't need to worry about that. They're yeah. not doing it to psych you up, but you're psyching out yourself, dog. <laughs> There's other stuff you could go read, like oh, read yeah. a book. Nobody oh, reads yeah. books no more, bro. Fuck mm. no. That couldn't be like a, like you walk into somebody's house now and they have a, a bookcase with a bunch of books. Damn, this fool's old. <laughs> you got books? You ain't got a tablet, homie? Hit <laughs> the George Washington Library. Oh, that thing over there is my cutting board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you're... That's awesome, man. A lot of actors are out there, man. You 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 keep it one hundred, like people say. I keep it one hundred, nah, man. You really are. Uh, keep it one thousand. You have to be of service, bro. Like you know, just just yesterday, I was up in Orange County at the, at Theo Lacey on juvenile correctional facility. These kids were from eighteen ages of fourteen to eighteen. They're all fighting life sentences. God damn. damn. You know, this is reality. This shit's happening. You know, and for me to be able, I believe that God put me in this in this position for a reason. I have to give back. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be. I'll be hurting myself if I didn't come back. Like, I could go. I, I, I could have been gone, you know, having a place wherever, you know what I'm saying, and not worry about the barrio no more. But, like, this is my life. My family still struggles. My Our people are struggle, bro. So it's um, I'm going to be doing this work for the rest of my life. And, again, like, Father Greg, you know, if Father Greg believed in me and, and, and he gave me a chance, then how can I not pass that on? That's what's up, dude. Thank you, guys. What's up? What's up, fool? Anything else you want to share with us, Richard Cabral, to our listeners? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> What's oh, up, fool, Rodrigo? I'm good, dude. Fucking awesome, dude. You look good, man. <laughs> you too, dog. Look at that hoodie, but look at that Father Tom. <laughs> Father, who's Father Tom? Fool. I don't know. 
I thought of another time. You let that dude like from Robin Hood, bro. The one that fight with sticks. One of his merry men. This You're a merry yeah man. You're little John, bro. <laughs> little John. What? What's up, food podcast? Don't forget, people. I'm going to be at Harlow's in Sacramento with Toby, Toby Hicks. <laughs> That fool wouldn't hang, he wouldn't hang over the 27 degrees. Huh? <laughs> the little fingers. <laughs> December. Yeah, 10th. man. So, yeah, want to help out, man. We're going to put out the link later on when he gives it to us. So you want to send him some San Marcos, Mark, San Marcos blankets <laughs> out there. Uh, What's up, fool? Thank you very much to Richard Thank Cabral. And check out his shows, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell Keep yeah. Shining, What's up, uh, fool? Skipping the beach, you're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.